Welcome to this podcast, made possible by Vision Australia Radio, your community radio station. Visit varadio.org for more information on Vision Australia Radio and our podcasts. Welcome to Vision Extra, coming to you from Vision Australia Radio. Peter Greco with you. And with us is uh, a voice and a person that uh, many of you would know, Stephen Jolly. Stephen, great to catch up. Good to be chatting again, Peter. But it's under uh, a sad circumstance, I think it's fair to say. Yes, Neville Kerr was a very good friend and a colleague as we worked through the development of RPH, its establishment in the early days in uh, Paran in Melbourne. We did uh, a fair bit of BCA work together as well. Lots of stuff I can I can tell you about, particularly with his hard work in the earlier days as we got established. Well, tell us about those earlier days because I guess uh, many of our listeners will be familiar with his later work, obviously, say, uh, since, for example, in Adelaide, uh, 1197 came along, but uh, Neville was around before then. Yes, I actually first got to know Neville when a group of us rode a tandem bike from Adelaide to Melbourne in 1975. Mm. Six of us would take turns on the back of the bike for an hour or so each day. A bloke named Bob Panter, who was a, a leading cyclist, a racer, made his time available to do this project with us. And so I got to yarn with Neville a fair bit during that week of, of uh, that event. It was good fun. And also, uh, just talking about going to uh, different places, Neville and I were both a part of a, a group of 19 people who Ivan Malloy, who's blind and uh, lives in Melbourne, took to Sri Lanka in 1981-82 over that sort of December-January period to meet with uh, groups of blind people there and uh, introduce blind cricket and uh, swish and do other things really which sort of opened up links with the blind people of Sri Lanka. So that was in the early days. And around that time, around the early 80s, of course, we were starting to get the radio established, radio um, RPH. And Neville, not only was he a broadcaster, but uh, he'd get in and and do the physical stuff uh, for the establishment. And he and his brother-in-law at the time, the late Alan Nusky, who was also totally blind, designed and constructed the original studio desks for 3RPH in mm. Paran and later in Kuyong. So actually literally you started building the radio station. Yeah, yeah, we're do, <laughs> doing a lot of the building of the radio station. Yeah, he had very good woodwork skills, something I've never gone near since I played with hammer and nails when I was about six or seven. <laughs> <laughs> and his work on radio was uh, very much ahead of its time. I mean, I've sent a couple of uh, different emails to people. He, he was a, a real trailblazer. He was. He was very creative, uh, very imaginative. Around 1985 it was, the lights at the MCG were first installed and used and there was a night that they were being tested and he and uh, a friend of his, Ian Beef, who was a RPH volunteer as well, went to the top floor of a hotel in Melbourne looking over the MCG and described the scene as the lights came on. Wow. Now, that was pretty amazing to think of doing that. Also, each year, he and a friend would uh, 
go to Myers in, in town in Melbourne and walk along Burke Street and describe the Christmas windows. Great radio. Also, he introduced me through radio to the compact disc player, the CD, because he did a demonstration of this amazing new machine, which he recorded in his living room uh, and put that to air. So we first got to hear about how these things could stop and start and uh, skip tracks and do all sorts of things using a remote control. So it was very creative. And Neville was very good technically. He talked about his uh, woodwork skills, but also his uh, editing skills. And uh, we're talking about editing when uh, real editors edited. Yeah, he used to record a lot of his material, so he needed to edit it to put it together. Um, He did the Blind Citizens Australia radio program for a long time, I think about 1,100 uh, episodes of that weekly, and that involved a lot of editing. So not only was he a good production person, pre-recording stuff and, and packaging it, but he was a very good live broadcaster and he had quite a following because of the way he would present his weekly programs um, on 3RPH back there and then later Vision Australia Radio. But he would do it in a very relaxed way and it was radio really going into, into people's homes. And as fellow blind people too, we appreciated what he was doing because he was talking with us as a mate and saying, I went along to such and such the other day and I recorded this part of it. I thought you might like to hear it or he would explain things. And you know yourself that if you want something explained to you physically, it's better to get somebody who can't see or can't see very well who knows it to describe it to you. One of the very impressive things he also did, Stephen, particularly back in those days, I mean, we didn't have the internet, so having access to uh, things like conferences was uh, was not existing. Either they had to be there or not participate and never would record conferences and uh, you know, highlights, uh, openings, etc. key note address, and that would feature in its uh, program as well. Oh, yes, he did a lot of that sort of stuff. And uh, I think uh, he, along with uh, others of us, dreamed of the day when people could listen to those things live from anywhere, which, of course, we do now with streaming. And uh, the, the technical people these days do a lot of great work putting all that together. But, yep, Neville was one of the pioneers of taking the event beyond the venue into people's homes. It's uh, no good just saying there's 40 or 50 people here, what a wonderful thing, but you need to know that there's a lot more able to hear it somewhere else, and he was very much responsible for doing that. Steve, do you know how he got interested and involved in radio, particularly in those early days? Do you know what kind of... uh piqued his interest? I think he had a passion for radio from his very early days. He used to talk about that because he had poor vision from the very early stages. I'm not sure when he became totally blind. So he used the radio a lot. He listened to it a lot in the 40s and 50s. And as many of us realise that um, it's just a logical thing to do to move from being a listener to taking the opportunity to use it to communicate with people, as you do, uh, and certainly he did very well. So when the opportunity came along to broadcast through RPH, Neville was there. And sort of RPH went from zero to 100 in pretty quick time, and obviously things like advocacy and uh, meeting uh, you know, politicians that would make decisions, all those sort of things that uh, are going on in the background, uh, Neville was part of that as well? Yes, he did some of that work, but he'd often say, I'll get on and do this and leave it to you blokes to go to Canberra. 
Um, but he did go to Canberra once, I remember, and he met with Graham Richardson, uh, who was a senior minister in Bob Hawke's government at the time. And that was to record a program, uh, one of the, the uh, BCA, Blind Citizens Australia programs. And he was a committee person when it was necessary, but he liked to get on and get stuff done too. He was a very calm person. You could hear it when he was talking on air. And um, he was like that all the time as well. And he, he wouldn't say a bad thing about anybody else either. Mm. And I'm not just saying that. Um, it's true that uh, he was really very gentlemanly. And very relaxed and calm interviewing style as well. I think anyone that was interviewed by Neville would feel very, very comfortable. He wasn't uh, intimidating, uh, didn't uh, try and you know, put people on the spot. He was uh, an excellent interviewer from that point of view as well. Yeah, he did, did it really well and, and asked um, you know, very insightful questions. Got a lot of good stuff he, out of people. He was recognised by uh, Blinds in Australia with the very prestigious uh, David Blythe Award. That's indeed you've won, Stephen. That's uh, nice recognition. And I think, you know, when um, an organisation like BCA looks back on Neville's career, I think they would be very satisfied about the fact that they recognised what he did with uh, an award such as that. It was good that um, someone remembered to nominate him one year because sometimes these things can slip by, but it was very good that he did receive that recognition because he certainly earned it a lot more than some of the others who got that award anyway. <laughs> one of them. <laughs> oh, Stephen, you can't be controversial on this program at the moment. <laughs> so how will you remember him? And I guess also, um, you know, programs like this and the one you do, Talking Tech and a number of the programs that you've done over the years, I mean, in many respects, Neville sort of set the template, didn't he, for those sort of programs? Yes, I, I think he, um, he really left his mark and... Um, I think he probably influenced a lot of us without a, without us even realising, even though we were doing a lot of stuff around the same time. And, yeah, I'll, I'll remember his uh, way of uh, letting us know at the start of the evening what was coming up throughout the three or four hours of his live program. I remember, as I talked about earlier, the special programs he did, what we call presenter's choice, where the presenter could uh, – do whatever they want. They could read a few articles out of the newspaper or they could do something quite different like Neville used to do. But I I like the way he used to sign off. Uh, he'd say, so that brings us to the end of the program. And then he'd say, if the good Lord's willing and the creeks don't rise, I'll be here next week. It's a lovely message. Also, uh, in later years, uh, he wasn't enjoying the best of health and I guess um, a lot of people have lost contact with him. I think he was in care, so that's probably, um, um, you know, something that uh, a lot of people might be a little bit sad about in a sense. Yes, uh, he was um, finding life very, very difficult, very challenging, but he didn't complain about it. It was just the way things were, but uh, it was sad to see that never wasn't well for quite some years, really. And he was really dedicated to the task, wasn't he? I mean, his program was on kind of every week, uh, and if ever he was away, he'd uh, record programs in advance. So uh, those of us listening at home thought, oh, Neville's still around. He's uh, just uh, doing a program week in, week out. He, he was very well organised and very uh, dedicated to the task. He was. He wouldn't disappear without anybody knowing, like some people in recent times have been known to do. <laughs> um, but um, he'd make sure that uh, his program was covered um, and certainly the recorded parts he would do in advance or he'd have uh, – good members of his team, and he built a great following of um, uh, friends who he worked with 
uh, with as fellow volunteers. Um, and uh, that friendship was not just in the studio, but uh, well beyond it for many people. You touched on there just briefly. So many of us would know the um, what's now the New Horizons program was called Horizon. I think it had a, a different name even before then. Most people would uh, remember or know that particular program, but you touched on the fact that he was doing a, a program on a Wednesday evening on uh, 3RPH in Melbourne for a number of years as well. Yes, he was. Week in, week out for just under 25 years, I think. It was wow. remarkable. That's well, a terrific uh, record and uh, many many of us will uh, be forever thankful for the, the wonderful, uh, as I say, uh, blueprint that he's put down for programs such as these and others that are on the Vision Australia radio network and other community radio stations. Stephen, uh, that was a great line that uh, Neville would use to uh, close this program. Maybe you could give that to us again. And uh, this has been Vision Extra. Stephen, how did Neville sign off for, uh, or from his programs uh, each week? If the good Lord's willing and the creeks don't rise, Peter will be back with another Vision Extra next week. <laughs> that is it for the program. So if you've missed it, we'd like to hear it again. You can go to our website, https colon forward slash forward slash O-M-N-Y dot F-M forward slash shows forward slash vision dash extra vision extra that's the name of this program back on this radio station your favorite radio station at the same time next week Thanks for listening to this podcast made possible by Vision Australia Radio. Visit varadio.org to find out more about our podcast service, subscribe on iTunes or your favourite podcast platform.